T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. TIC News Talk 1080. Well, thanks, Anthony. Used up the whole segment with that. <laughs> Sorry. Can I play the cut? Maybe I can play the 10 second cut. Let's see if it'll fit. Let's it's see. longer than that, but yeah. No, it isn't. I cut it all down. We're heading into a recession. This. That's Jolly Ned telling you what his great leadership, along with Joe Biden and the and the Democrat one-party rule we're heading into a recession oh thank you ned It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Wait, was this uh, was this just a month ago? This cut you just sent me, the flashback? No, it's July, actually. So I messed that up that day. But okay. yeah. So this was a couple of months ago. So Ned is now saying we're heading to into a recession. He's now admitting the obvious truth that people have known for a long time. Recession is coming, and this was him... Two months ago, quibbling over the definition. I, I don't. Uh, there, there are a lot of definitions of recession. To your point, Chris, one of them is two straight quarters of uh, no economic growth. But also it involves, um, you know, factory orders. Also it involves unemployment. Our unemployment continues to go down, flat in the United States, but down in, in a, a state of Connecticut. I think those are all indications that, um, from my point of view, um, we're not in a recession yet, but I'm worried. You know, the Fed's just increased the uh, interest rates again, another 75 basis points. Oh, it's their fault. It's the Fed's fault, according to Jolly Ned, that he's now saying this. We're heading into a recession. This is a state that's had deficit upon deficit upon deficit. Yeah, deficits lead to recession, don't they? Spending money that doesn't exist leads to inflation which leads to recession these are basic laws as you point out jolly ned of economics we'll get to Leibowitz in a sec but juan is here from east hartford hey juan mr todd two things 
that I want on the heart side, I want on the life side. The heart side is that this administration in Connecticut believes that people are dumb because with fuel prices up, food prices up, interest rates going up, real estate cooling off. What's going on right now is artificial. The money that they pumped into everybody in the state, within the state, for bonuses and the spending that is going on from the COVID money, that's all going to dry up this year. Next year, it's going to, it's coming. A big time recession's coming. People need to wake up. It's all about the democratic policies of giving everything. Yes, out, it is. Create, creating more, more, more bodies, bringing more bodies to suck up on the social services, and not believing that people see it. Now we see it. It's physically here in Martha's Vineyard. That threatened with that airplane coming to Delaware last that couple few days ago. That was beautiful. And you All know, right, Juan, what was your second point? Anthony, we're going to miss you. Anthony. Anthony. Juan's going to miss you, Anthony. Gonna, what do you think of He's not even, he doesn't even want to talk to you. Yes, I do. Thank you, Juan. Oh, I really appreciate yeah. it. You know, it's 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 good passing. Mike went out to green pastures. Anthony goes to even greener pastures. And we'll, we'll wait to see who the next uh, apprentice is. Yes, and, and where he goes. Yeah, when great he leaves. job, Todd. Great <laughs> job. <laughs> we just churn through him. I don't know what's going on with that. Thank you, Juan. Michael Leibowitz calling from wherever he is today. Hello, Mike. Good afternoon. I'm still in the big house, Todd. Well, the big house is. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope they. I hope they absorb everything they can of your aura before you depart. I hope they don't absorb any of my aura because I think I'm going to need it when I get out. But Todd, you've had a caller who's called a couple times now, Bob. I can't remember where he's from, but he's wanted you to talk about the Federal Reserve. And you asked him what was wrong with it, and he really, he has a sense, but he didn't seem that he could simplify it, so I'd like to give it a shot. Please. If I may. Well, there's two issues that I would say are paramount when it comes to the Federal Reserve. The first is that I don't believe they can actually do what they're designed to do. I don't think they could actually stabilize prices as the current inflation demonstrated. And the reason is because of what Milton Friedman called the time lag of money. And what he meant was when you inject money into the economy, it doesn't immediately take effect. So if you're in a deflationary spiral, for instance, and you inject money into the economy, by the time the deflation, by the time the money hits, the deflation will have corrected. And then the money injected is going to lead to inflation. And in a case where you have, like you have now, inflation, where they're cutting interest rates, I mean, they're raising interest rates, by the time the money comes out of the economy, the economy probably would have already been correcting itself, and it would go backwards. Now, the more insidious... That seems kind of hard to believe. I mean, I understand there would be some lag, but to suggest that that the economy um, isn't getting slowed in a way that will has at least the chance of having positive effects. I mean, I, I would understand if that argument is it's really hard to do it so it's not more destructive than than uh, well, natural forces might be. Well, yeah, well, the whole point, Todd, is that they would have to hit this thing exact. 
in order to do what they're trying to do. And, you know, Friedrich Hayek Hayek always talked about the lack of information, the necessary information on the part of centralized boards, so that they wouldn't be able to do what a free market could do, because a free market disperses information all over the place to all the various participants in the market. No one person or one board can have all that information, so they wouldn't be able to hit that. So how would this play out if if there... If the Fed didn't have these uh, powers to mess around the way they do, what? How do you anticipate an inflationary okay. period like this would self-regulate? There's, there's two possible ways. One is what Milton Friedman called the Monetarist Rule, where they set the uh, growth of the money supply to automatically increase with the uh, projected growth of the economy. So, if the economy grew faster than what they expected. Then that would then the money that would be increasing would act as a restraint and keep it in line. Mm-hmm. Or if the money started to decline, the money would accelerate the economy and make it go forward. The better way, in my view, is the gold standard because it takes it out of human hands altogether. It leads to a relatively stable economy because gold doesn't increase fast enough to lead to inflation. And everybody can it, see what gold is going to do. Yes. Because it seems to me the problem with these human-controlled mechanisms is even if the mechanisms are, are good tools, that is, you know, they're handles you can grab onto and adjust the speed of the engine, that the humans, as we can see from this period, this is human error. This is the fact that there is a Fed that's supposed to do things, and they do things based on politics or based on fear or based on groupthink. Like, people are just too stupid. Well, Todd, that actually leads me to my second point about the Fed and why it's dangerous. Let us never forget that these are this is a government agency, despite what they claim about their independence. The Fed chair and the board of directors are appointed by the president. Sure. So the thing is, is that the government, when you have a, a Federal Reserve, can get done things that they could never get done without it in terms of spending. Because in order to spend that kind of money without the Fed, they would have to raise taxes. And people would ultimately vote them out of office if they taxes as much as they would have. So it's because the cost is hidden that yes. this this spending yes. is allowed through the Fed. Yes, yes, they're allowed to borrow from the Fed, who prints the money, and then people don't know it until you end up with inflation. And I mean, if you just look at when President Trump was in office and he put in, Jerome Powell was going to raise the interest rate, and Donald Trump put pressure on him not to. I think he ended up not raising it. Now, was that because Trump put pressure on him? I ultimately don't know, but it could be. Well, you have to consider these things to be factors uh, when their political fortunes depend on the political process. Yes. And so you have that hidden factor of them, you know, boosting up the money supply, borrowing, borrowing money from the Fed, and that ultimately leads to inflation. If I can just read you a quick quote from Friedrich Hayek, I think you'll love it. He said, those who wish to preserve freedom should recognize that inflation is the most important single factor in that vicious circle wherein one kind of government action makes more and more government control necessary. For this reason, all those who wish to stop the drift toward increasing government control should concentrate their efforts on monetary policy. In short, Bob is absolutely right when he says that we need to focus on Federal Reserve. Wow, that's really good. Can you send me that quote? Did you uh, get your email working yet? 
my email is not working, but I can get you the quote. I'll have it sent to you tonight. I'll call oh, my girl. Levo, I want you to be able to send it to me. I can't do that, Todd. I, I want to go home tomorrow, but we don't always get what we want. No, but you have, well, but you I, have the power to now to have email. I understand, and you just haven't no, set we, it up. Have, yeah, no, we we have it on our tablet, but they haven't activated it. Yet. Oh, when's that coming? <laughs> oh, who knows, Todd? We're dealing <laughs> with the government here. Yes. Before I go, Anthony, you've been a great asset to the show. I'm going to miss you. And I wish you luck, but I don't believe in it. I think you're going to do great because I think that hard work and skill pays off. You've got a great on-air presence, man. Take care of yourself. Thank you, Levo. We'll talk. Michael Lebowitz, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you soon. That's Lebo. He doesn't believe in luck. Do you believe in luck, Anthony? Luck's a thing, but you shouldn't rely on it. He says it's not a thing. Can you look up the definition of luck, please, and read? I mean, I don't know. I feel like with sports existing, you can't say that luck doesn't exist. There's been a lot of lucky lucky teams, lucky breaks that people have gotten. It seems to me it describes some force that exists in life. Because I do notice trends happen. That that things tend to happen in multiples. Bad, You'll get a few bad things happen in your life in a row, and then you get a few good things. There are these, and, and of course, that could just be coincidence, but there is a dynamic of attitude that seems to coincide with outcomes, that if you're positive and believe that things are going to go well and are optimistic, that that leads to more optimistic results. But I'll bet... If we have that discussion next week, Mike could probably convince me to agree with him. That's just, yeah. such <laughs> uh, me too. I'd be open to it. Can you look that up? Definition yeah, yeah, of I'll luck, look. please. Go to Google, type luck. It'll give you the definition. I love how Google does that. It's um, it's magical, our access to irrelevant details of, of the planet. So what's the what's definition the definition of success or failure of apparently brought by chance rather than by one's own actions, which I guess is what I was trying to say, but way more concise. Well, there is chance that is a part of some events. So then you can't deny that chance goes your way and that's lucky because it could go the other way just as easily. Well, there's another one that says chance considered as a force that causes good or bad things to happen. Yeah, well, that's the same thing. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering what the de- if there's a. I think there must be some separation between what we believe luck to be and what that definition is. And that might be where the confusion is. Because a lot of times there's. Um, our understanding of words is not, is not exactly the same as what their dictionary definitions are. So, what do you think of Jolly Ned? Big confession. Um, one, you get to see. You get to see that only several weeks ago, he was telling us that there was nothing to be concerned about in his book. Well, no, he didn't say that. He said he didn't think we were going into a period of recession. And he said that. Why? I I don't. Uh, There there are a lot of definitions of recession. To your point, Chris, one of them is two straight quarters of uh, no economic growth. But also it involves, um, you know, factory orders. Also it involves unemployment. Okay, so one is he's changing the definition, the the commonly believed and trusted definition through the decades of what recession is. So he's changing the definition. And that's his first reason why he doesn't think we're going into recession. So I guess he was really telling us here he does believe we're 
we're going into recession or, un- or we're in it. Our unemployment continues to go down, flat in the United States, but down in, in a, a state of Connecticut. I think those are all indications that, um, from my point of view, um, we're not in a recession yet, but I'm worried. You know, the Fed's just increased the uh, interest rates again. Another oh 75 basis Do you points. see what a manipulative liar he is? So first of all, unemployment continues to go listen. down, flat in the United States, but down in, in a, a state of Connecticut. Unemployment has gone down. How could unemployment not go down when you artificially ruin the economy as a leader, which Ned did and uh, the other governors did and, and the federal government did? How, how can... How can it not pick back up after you remove the artificial impediment to productivity and to job creation? And th- and they want to take credit for the job creation. They are such all they do is lie. These people and Jolly Ned specifically. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two four. Little truth. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. something from the Todd Feinberg show listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast it's WTIC isn't this great what could be better in life than to have your own radio station where you can just talk about what's going on in the world tell the truth where all the professional um, the professional managers of your money lie to you about what goes on, misrepresent reality, use uh, the simplest kind of deceptions to hide behind. And somehow this whole system, it's fascinating to think about, but we've gotten through 240 years of America. And the thing we've depended upon the whole time is that there was enough trusted dissemination of information that we figured we could solve the puzzle of how we were getting the shaft by our own government and our own elected representatives. And, and now we can't do that anymore. We've lost the ability, the average, and maybe it's just because television was invented. Maybe it's just the tube and the boob in boob tube is not the, the tube itself, but the people who are watching it, they're the boobs. Is that what that means? Boob tube? It makes you into a boob? Have you ever thought about that, Antonio? Stop looking at that thing of yours, that, that device. 
Boob tube? Boob tube. Decipher <laughs> that phrase. Do you think boob tube means you're a boob if you watch it? No, I think that's just like a slang term for TV to make people realize, oh, you're wasting your time. That's how I looked at it growing up. You know, uh, sitting you there watching the boob tube. Oh. Yes, but you've never thought about it before, and I never thought about it before, and I just raised the question, and now I'm thinking, obviously, what they meant was it makes you stupid if you watch yeah. that thing. Yeah. You're smart if you listen to radio, though. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think TV gives, um, because... if you, It's like, like surface level. Exactly, so it's hard. Yes. It's hard to really know anything. I mean, obviously, there's some good stuff out there, documentaries, etc., but... No, but but worse in the political context, if you think about liars like Ned Lamont, the way that their lies function, his whole MO for existence is to use a smile and a shrug of the shoulders and a t- tilt of the he head. He tries to just be a nice guy, neighborly, yeah, whatever. to send signals yeah. that make you feel good while he's using language to make sure no truth flows out of his mouth it, into like your ears. It's like the same energy as like a realtor who's trying to give you a terrible property. You know, I, I don't know. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't say I've ever experienced that. I mean, you know, it's someone who's just trying to tell you uh, it's all sunshine and daisies when in reality that's yes, not. Yes, but that kind of... That I guess to use car salesman is a better way. Yes, but they, they can be really aggressive in their attempts to... Uh, to get you to buy because they, they need to close the deal in a certain amount of time or the deal goes away. But, but in the world of Ned and his lies, you can just keep talking forever and eventually you wear people down because the idea is it's an anesthesia of sorts. We're heading into a recession. This is a state that's. We're heading into a recession. He said that in contradiction to what he said a few weeks ago. We're heading into a recession. He didn't actually cut the word off. I did that accidentally. But you get the drift. You get the drift. We're if you're going to lie, if you're going to lie properly, never mind. Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. What are we doing here? What are we doing? We're talking rants. We're talking whatever. The governor says we're heading into recession or we're in recession. One of the two. I'm not sure which he. Did he make it clear? Let me make sure I've got him right here. Because Ned confessing the bad news, that's a little different. It's not something he's inclined to do, tell the truth. We're heading into a recession. We're heading, he says. Well. That's something definitive, and he's saying it while he's governor, which means he's responsible, especially since he's the one who shut down the economy. I mean, after all, that's what caused all of this, the the response, the government response to COVID. Now, even if you say that's okay, you know, fine, they still did the right thing because COVID required that response. Well, that's an opinion for which we have very little uh, discussion going on because that discussion has been shut down by people like Ned Lamont, which makes you think that maybe they're a little nervous about having us look and and, and sifting through the death statistics and sifting through the economic damage and really bringing it to everybody's attention, how much this economic damage is going to hurt for how long it's going to hurt, how much it's costing us, and how it was directly the result 
of runaway spending. That's my opinion. 860-522-9842. We've got Stanley in New Britain. Hello, Stanley. Good afternoon. Ned Lamont, all he's trying to do right now, it's too bad Stefanowski's not jumping on this. He's trying to justify what the economy for Connecticut's going to look like and blame it on the uh, federal, the, the country situation and not his mismanagement that's taken place over the last four years. Mm-hmm. Our surplus, our, his budget, if you will, as rosy as it looks on the surface, has been supported and, and uh, uh, you know, with all the federal money that's come in of course. COVID and, and other programs, not to mention when the Fairfield County was going through good times for a short period of time. And what did he do? He took all the majority of the money and he bailed out the pension plans. That's all he did to justify the headcount that's in the state of Connecticut. Well, there's nothing wrong with, um, I don't think, with paying off the debt now rather than letting it get bigger, using, using those. Well, you know, somebody in business, like you or I, if we were in business, mm-hmm. and we had a retirement plan, we fund our retirement plans every year. Yes, well, this is the, uh, that's what I was going to say, is that the real argument is that these guys created a disaster in which we can take a miracle $3 billion surplus or $4 billion, throw it in there, and we haven't even made a dent. Exactly. And it, there's so much more to go. Yeah. It's unbelievable. There's $100 there's billion no- that they admit to. I think it's more like 150 Exactly. I mean, I, I'm inclined to agree with you on that. And at the same time... Uh, the, the fact is, with uh, I'm losing my train of thought here. Um, about the pension? About the pension plan and all the headcount in the state of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. It's a joke. It's unbelievable. But um, Ned, Ned Lamont, I mean, Stephen Allison has got to come out and talk about these things in simple language for the people. What, before the debate, I'm frustrated because of him. Well, gee, what and did I, you think? Did you listen to him yesterday? Yeah, and I wasn't all that enthusiastic. No, I mean, how come? I, what, I, did, I, what did he leave out? You left out the fact, where the hell have you been for the last two or three? I know you keep saying the campaign doesn't start until Labor Day and all that. I disagree with that, considering the the situation we're facing and what we're involved with right now mm-hmm. and what's necessary to get us out of this this this, this uh, a problem, if you will. And he waited too long. And for someone who ran for governor once before, he should have been in the forefront a lot sooner. He was out in the streets and in the forefront uh, uh, more during the COVID at the peak two, two years ago, almost three years ago. Handing well, out masks and there's, so forth, now you you're know? talking about the past, which um, I so think, you, you, I think you it's best learn to... learn from the past. You have to learn from the past before you can go You forward. can't undo the past right now. All you can do is move forward. What so, did he learn from the past, though? Well, <laughs> that depends on what he does now, and we'll get to see. But the the point is, right now we've got a campaign going on, and that's what but I mean when thing. I say this is this is the sweet spot right now. This is the real time of the campaign. He may have made mistakes in his setup to the campaign, but you can't undo those mistakes. Okay. So this, it's right, right now, now that we're matters. We're facing a situation where gas is going to go up. 25 to 30 cents a gallon. Once and that's that what he's focusing on. on, is cost of living right. and inflation. But that's simple language. He's got to tell the people right yeah. now, your yeah, gas I, price is going to go up. Back I thought back. he did a really good job of doing that yesterday. Thank you, Victor, for the call. It's good to talk with you. 860 
Dave in Branford. What's up, Dave? Uh, thank you, Todd. I'm voting for Bob, and I have no reservations. And if the people are too stupid to see that his technical skills are exactly what we need, it's certainly not Bob's fault. That's the citizen's fault. Uh, I will be sorry to see Anthony go, because I really like his young man's viewpoint mm-hmm. on all the issues that we covered. And it's clearly different than yours and mine. Todd. Yes. We've got, you know, the old fart viewpoint. And, uh, well, he's pretty much an old fart himself, too, though. It is surprising what he says, considering his age. And to uh, the last thing I'll leave on the Leibowitz, who talked about the Federal Reserve, Mm -hmm. and I'd like to give him an attaboy for trying a tough topic like that. Why did we create the Federal Reserve? It's because the politicians didn't trust themselves. Stop me before I spend again. And so they tried to put the money behind a firewall, an independent agency called the Federal Reserve, to carry out the constitutional requirements to regulate the value of money. And the politicians found out they just couldn't keep their hands off the checkbook. They couldn't say no when they owned the printing press. So you're and saying the the intent was noble, but ultimately politicians intent, can't be trusted even by themselves. Todd, the intent was noble because how do you regulate money when you've got non-professional people who are what politicians are? You need professional bankers who understand money and the flows in the banking system. Not, you know, sleazy So you're pro-Fed, anti-politician? Uh, I'm not pro-Fed. Uh, it is kind of like democracy is not perfect, but it's the best we've got. It's better than everything else. I don't like the Fed. It's not even in the Constitution. And uh, Lebo gave, you know, the gold standard and what Friedman called the monetarist standard. You might as well have a computer that just says the money supply goes up 2%. The problem with that is when you get a shock. Let's say there's no wheat crop this year because mm-hmm. fungus killed all the wheat. Yeah. Uh, you have to be able to make adjustments, and you kind of need people to come in on that. Uh, again, the problem is... The yes, but isn't it always best to filter those people, the professional people, through a non-professional response from voters? I, I think so. And then you'd get me and Lebo's side who say, don't put on people on the Federal Reserve Board who think climate change and equity is what their job is, and that's what Biden did. He, he appointed idiots. And so when you take out a mortgage loan for people of color, Mr. Biden's proposing no down payment mortgage loans for people of color. And some of that is when, with inflation the way it is now, there's no way to save enough money to get a down payment because the down payment's running away from you faster than you could save. Right. And so, uh, I'll and so, leave it the, that. so that's uh, the that's the Fed being uh, another vote rigging scheme, which is uh, that's bad news if if that's what it's become. Paul and Waterbury, hi Paul. Uh, hi, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I, I was listening to your interview with Bob Stepanowski yesterday, and I, and I wanted to get through to talk uh, to Bob. And uh, uh, I, I hate to say it, but it sounds like he's in a real downside position now, uh, seventeen points down. And and I had you know. I want to help the Kansas campaign, I, and I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I, I have a qu- pretty big following on Facebook of about fifteen thousand people, and wow. I do a, a little part-time radio show at WWH awesome. one day a week. But I, I, you know, I was thinking. I remember years ago, Todd. I met Chris Shays, and uh, what was he? Was he a state senator? Do you know, congressman. Hello. He was a congressman. Oh, a congressman. Well, anyway. I don't know if he was Democrat or Republican, what he was. Republican. I met him in, like, 1988. And you know where I met him? I was at Bongiorno's supermarket in Stanford. I was coming out. I was I was actually signing people up for family pictures. I was a salesman. All right, so what happened with the meeting? Oh, yeah, I want to get to the nut. 
I walked out, and Chris Shays shakes my hand. How you doing? I'm Chris Shays. I'm running for congressman. And he says, I hope I have your vote. And he gives me a pamphlet. I, he's got my vote. Just right then, the fact that he made the effort to shake my hand at a supermarket. And I was just thinking, if Bob stepped it up and had people out at supermarkets just shaking hands and giving out pamphlets, hey, would you consider Bob for governor? Or maybe Bob would get out more. And, you know, just the, the personal contact means so much to people. It does, yes. I'm not sure if, if uh, strangers doing it, but maybe strangers doing it even is, is good. But certainly Bob um, is a hardworking, like he's a real grinded-out guy. So I, I just, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid that Lamont is going to get in there, and, and that petrifies me. Well, so that's Lamont everybody's fear. Four more years. Could you do me a favor? Who would I contact? Uh, how would I get through to his campaign to help out? Just drop me a note, and I'll forward it. I think I you sent me your uh, your contact information. Todd, Todd at ToddTalk.com. Todd at ToddTalk.com or .org, right? No, .com. Okay. .com. All right. Thanks, Todd. Thank you. Good to talk Bye-bye. with you, Paul. Appreciate the call. 860-522-9842. We're heading into a recession. Ah, we're heading into a recession. How about that guy? How about that guy? We're heading into a recession. Ned said that. Ned Lamont, the governor who created the recession. It's amazing. Two things today, and you can thank Joe for both, or the Democrats, or Hillary. We're heading into a recession. There was a faster response to Martha's Vineyard than there was to Benghazi. Let that that thing begin. Okay, and also... The illegals are suing uh, DeSantis. So who's paying for their lawyer? Oh, what a surprise. George Soros has donated or given $1.3 million to pay for the lawyers. Pay attention, people. Vote in November. We need to vote these people out. I love that lawsuit. For those who doubt Bob's Stavnowski, listen to his words, listen to his message. He's precise, concise, and has a plan. Not wishy-washy, not looking to enrich himself, not looking to please the unions. He has come out attacking, and as the election nears us, he is going to attack more. He's been saving all the things, like all the answers that went, all the questions that went unanswered today that were posed by George Collie. Keep it up, Bob. All right, a minute left. This is uh, the last hour I'm doing today because um, Reese is going to do the last hour so I can head to the Republican Town Committee event in West Hartford. So let's say goodbye to Anthony. Anthony, it's been wonderful working with you. This is weird. You are a delightful person to, um, you know, share life with, which is what we do working together in radio. And uh, it's fun. It's fun working with you. You're going to have a great career. You're going to make lots of friends, uh, but none as good as the ones you've made here. (laughs) Well, thank you. And I will be in touch. I'm required to come back once a month, so I'll see you around.
Oh, that's the good thing about having a relationship here, huh? <laughs> I guess so. You yeah. have to come back. You say you're required. You wouldn't come back if that was No, wasn't no, rule. no. That's not true. I I'm just either. asking. That was a question. That wasn't a statement of fact. It was. I would be back either way. All right. Whether she required it or not, I get you. <laughs> All right, well, have, have a great time out there, and do stay in touch. And Anthony will be here for the next hour if you want to call up and tell him how much you're going to miss him. How about you, Mark Christopher, in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center? Are you going to miss Anthony, or are Anthony, you the one who's glad? Anthony, all the best. Where is Anthony going? All the best, he, he's Anthony. He's going to Philadelphia, the city of brotherly violence. His hometown. Yes. I'm going to work for Odyssey there. I'm doing morning show on 1210 WPHT, and uh, also the dawn show from 10 to 12. Nice. And you're going to be doing the same thing you're going to be producing down there. Yes, sir. Executive producer. You. He may start producing, yeah. <laughs> big market. What is that? Market seven or eight? I That's think seven, big, yeah. Yeah, big market but down there. But who's counting? Going, going back home, baby. Well, congratulations. All the best to you, Anthony. Thanks for everything here. Thank you, Mark. I'll miss you. Yeah, I'll miss you guys, too. I'm going to miss you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 